If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I'm happy that you tuned in. Happy Labor Day weekend, America. Hey, we've got a packed show for you this morning. Absolutely. What really happens at a closing for buyers? Well, we've got the premier real estate attorney, both Indiana and Illinois. Yeah, Vincent Arricchio, to uh, let us know what's going on. I know it's different than two years ago, you know, because of the lockdown. Also, seven mistakes all first-time homeowners make. I love this one. And in studio is the premier realtor from Barrington for so many years, and she's the principal at Compass. Yeah, Kim Alden. Also, what home inspectors are looking for during the furnace inspection? I can help you with that, uh, but not I'm not the expert, but we do have the expert, the premier inspector from Chicagoland in all of Illinois. Um, yeah, that's Charlie Belfontaine. That sounds like a movie star name, doesn't it? And lastly, but not uh, C5 International Real Estate Expo is this month. And to share with us all of her exciting details, as she always does, is the managing broker owner of the Trellium Group. Yeah, that's Teresa Mueller. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. Happy Good Labor morning. Day. Hey, Vincent Arricchio, what's going on, my friend? Well, I'm jealous of the movie star name, Randy, because for the longest time, I've been pushing Vinny Octane, but nobody calls me that. Oh, all right. All right. I've got to take another look at that. Yeah, like Vin Diesel, Vinny Octane. Anyway, Randy, we're here to talk real estate, that's not a, Hollywood. That's great. Yeah, yeah. So what really happens at the closing table? Well, Things have changed, but let's talk about the good old days. First, first, who was present? Of course, of course, you go to a closing table, you got your buyers, you have your sellers and their respective attorneys, and you'd have in the room a uh, escrow closer, someone from the title company. You'd have the real estate agents. They'd be there with a bottle of wine sometimes or, or a plant or a nice little gift. Is a bottle of wine for before, during, or after, or all of the above? You know, this is Teresa Mueller, the party animal herself. Yes, yes, she would. She would prefer the wine to the uh, plant. I know that, but I'm giving up different options. Okay, <laughs> the uh, teetotalers too. And you'd have a giant party in the room. You could have literally nine people. People would bring their kids. Not that it would be chaos. I love the kids. I love the photos of taking the happy smiles after the deals are done with the kids. But actually, you're right. Things are changed now. As to who's present, well, they really, really, really just want the buyer and the buyer's attorney and then a representative from the title company, and that would be it. Do you guys have uh, to wear yes. spacesuits and gloves no, and masks? No. You can't you touch anything? Out. Oh. Uh, you got to space out. Okay. But, um, <laughs> distance. But, uh, yeah, they want you to wear masks, but no, Randy, no. They don't uh, uh, have you in hazmat suits. Okay. Not yet. I, uh, I wear a hoop skirts. Is that okay? I like it. I like it. Teresa Miller. Yeah. She's the social chairman of the whole show here. So then, but 
sellers sometimes want to be there. They want to get their check. So sellers are allowed to come. Sellers' attorneys sometimes will come, although most sellers' attorneys do what's now called a sign-away. They assist their clients who don't show up even. The sellers don't show. They assist their clients under power of attorney, and they get everything signed in advance, and it's sign-away. And the attorney sits by the phone. Sellers' attorney will wait there during the closing at, uh, you know, at their office, uh, but they won't be present. So next, what is signed? What's signed at the table? If you're on the verge of buying or considering buying, you may or may not have a loan. If you have a loan, those are called mortgage documents. So not enough time to go into it here, but a lot of lenders' documents to sign. Next category is seller's transfer documents. You need an ownership paperwork. Uh, it's called the deed. You need to uh, uh, have proof that you own the microwave and the fridge that's inside the house that's a bill of sale. So Randy, the seller will prepare documents to transfer ownership to the buyer. Buyers will get those documents. Next, you have title insurance documents. I probably have sickened the audience or bored you to death, Randy, talking about title insurance over the course of years being with you, but it's fancy phrase for deal protection insurance for the buyer. Uh, sellers are good people, but you don't know. Maybe they uh, didn't pay a plumber, and there's a bill, and that's going to affect the buyer after the closing. You need insurance. Isn't that Maybe what title companies are for, to insure? That's what the title companies there for, yeah. deal. Just like you have homeowner's insurance, just like you have life insurance, just like you have car insurance. This is a big deal. This is a big purchase. So you get deal protection insurance for the buyer. Yeah, because sometimes somebody had remodeling done. And they bolted, and the house was vacant for a year, but there's a couple of liens on there because the contractors never got paid ten grand for the doing the work. Exactly. Randy, you know it all, man. You know it's soup to nuts. And what a lot of people listening in Radio Land or new buyers don't realize, it, those contractor bills, plumber, electrical, uh, moving a wall, they stick to the land. They don't follow the seller. And that's why you need insurance, because you don't want to be living there another 30 days after the closing and get a notice that you owe a plumber when you weren't there when that bill, uh, you know, was right, first how, how is this investigated? You go online, uh, you go on uh, Cook County Assessor's Office? I don't know. How does this happen? How do you oh find boy, out? You're, you're asking a tough question. The answer is it isn't. Oh. The answer is the seller will sign an affidavit, oh, okay. sign an official title company document saying, I swear there's nothing else out there. Yeah, right. That's why they'll the sell you right. some lakefront property in Arizona, well, too, right? <laughs> we don't want to scare everyone away from buying here, but, but uh, what happens is after the seller swears, I don't know anything else. I know nothing. The, <laughs> the title company accepts that and goes on good faith okay. and protects the buyer. And if anything comes up later, the buyer's okay, but then the title company and the seller would have to duke it out afterwards. Yeah. So that's what the insurance coverage is for. You don't have to pay. Right. They pay. Right, okay. right. And, and I've never had a seller lie yet, uh, uh, but of as course as the insurance know. is there. As far as I know, yes, yes. Uh, and by the way, I haven't represented... Teresa yet, so everyone worry. Then I'll know when she's selling. So, just kidding, Teresa. Here, next we have what do what do I leave the table with? So, two ways. Some of the title companies say we're tech savvy. Do you want an electronic copy of all the documents you signed today? We'll email it to you. Or here's a CD, a disc of all the documents. Or of course, you can leave the closing table as a buyer with a nice, gigantic packet. Uh, I tell my buyers, if you get hard copies, 
scan them in and save them anyway, or keep them in a safe place. And there's a couple of documents you want to give to your uh, accountant. Whenever you buy a property, save the documents because every good accountant will ask, have you had any births? Have you had any passings in, in the last year? Have you bought or sold any property, etc." So we are always encouraged and put on top of the document that you have to give to your accountant. Now, Randy, there's a lot more that happens at the closing table, uh, uh, but do you have any questions for me? No, but I think our audience uh, would love to hear how to get a hold of you because you've got a really uniform, logical, sensible checklist. And even if you're not closing on a deal right now, I want everybody to know, you got to get your ducks in a row. You have to get your team together. You have to learn about this because a lot of people are going to be getting in the market now uh, to buy. So, Vincent, how could somebody get a, uh, a hold of you to discuss things? Sure. You can first check our website, reallawchicago.com. You can look for us, Arikio Law Offices, on Facebook and LinkedIn, as well as all our uh, videos and segments with you, Randy, are at realestatereveal.com, and then they get to see you, too. Hey, I got to work on Vinny Octane. You, you, you want a different last name, or is Vinny Octane okay? Because we got Mr. Belfontaine here. That's a famous name. <laughs> I, I thought Vin Diesel shouldn't corner the market. Yeah, on but cool you're names, more so of a suave working. guy. You're not a, uh, a really mean, rough guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say not muscular, but okay, I'll take it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. All right, dude. Hey, good. <laughs> Hey, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening this morning. What a beautiful, happy uh, Labor Day weekend we have. But moving right along, seven mistakes all first-time homeowners make. Uh, I mean, I made them too. I don't know, but she's going to let me know. The premier realtor from Barrington for so many years, and she's the principal at Compass too. Yeah, Kim Alda. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Randy. Happy Labor Day weekend. Um, yeah, it's funny. This thing came across um, my email, and I thought, this is a great topic. People don't realize what they don't know is being a first homeowner. And, you know, anytime you buy a property, you're going to have a home inspection and they're going to give you a list of things that are wrong with the property that haven't been properly maintained with the property. So the first major mistake that people make is calling the wrong repair person. They don't know. And they're like, well, you know, maybe Uncle Louie can fix this. And he's I got a guy who knows a guy and, and no, they, they have this peripheral uh, white van with no markings on it. And That's right. Their address is at. UPS or mailboxes, et cetera, somewhere. There's no physical address. <laughs> right. It's like, I can do anything. Don't worry. It's one shop, one stop fits all. So they get the wrong repair person in and then they end up causing bigger mistakes because, you know, a lot of the buyers today don't know how to maintain things, how to repair things. And you think about that. So they're just, you know, believing the first person that they get. So that's mistake number one. Hey, they Kim, can- I don't want to rush you at all. And you got this beautiful checklist for our audience, but we're coming up to a quick break. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. Hey, have you been out to the website, realestaterevealed.com? Yeah, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. Uh, testimonies, biographies, videos, photo galleries. We'll be right back with more of Kim Alden. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. It's so good, it's so and it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Hope you have some great plans. Hope the weather is cooperating for you wherever you're at. And uh, I always love cookouts. End of summer. All summer I cook out. But anyhow, getting back to the show here, we've got the premier realtor for so many years in Barrington, Illinois. And she's also the principal at Compass. Yeah, Kim Alden was talking about the seven mistakes all first-time homebuyers make. Right. Um, so second, 
blindly hiring contractors. Um, as we talked about, it's very difficult to get contractors right now. It's very difficult to get any kind of furniture, cabinetry, anything like that. So they'll blindly hire whoever answers their phone and can come right out. And that's probably a big mistake. They're not getting references. They're not getting referrals. And then they come in and then they're what not doing What about a post-it note that I saw at Home Depot? They <laughs> pulled it off of there too, right? You know, we've been getting called out right when people are at that closing table and they want to verify that these repairs are done and done correctly because they don't have the proper receipts as you're talking about. That's Charlie Belfontaine. That's an emergency rush. It's not easy to do, but we do it. Yeah, it's difficult. I know um, a couple of the attorneys that I work with, they're asking for credits versus the actual home repairs. This way we can control who's coming in because a lot of the good vendors are booked out 10, 12 weeks and the average closing is three to six weeks. So a lot of times they're asking for a credit instead. Um, but it's nice that to know that you would come out and take a look at that. I can't promise I'll always do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's nice that, you know, good thought. Um, number three, not budgeting for new expenses. You know, I always go in and the home inspector goes in and kind of looks at the date of the furnace, hot water tank going. So it's 11 years old. It's kind of past its useful life. So that's something you're going to want to plan for. And then six months later, it breaks and they're in a panic because they didn't put any money away to plan for this. And I think the not budgeting correctly has really been an issue with the gap appraisals, the escalation clauses. So people are taking more cash out of their savings. I love what you're saying, because when people go to get pre-qualified for a loan, the loan officer says, hey, you know, this is your payments. But you didn't realize that you've also got to pay for heat, electrical, plumbing. You got to pay for the kids' schooling. You got to pay for gasoline. You got to pay for groceries. What if the refrigerator breaks down? What if this breaks down? And like you're saying, well, there's a lot of things that it could cost. You're in a house now, not a condo or apartment where it costs a thousand bucks. It'll cost maybe 10 grand now that you're in a house. Right. Well, and it's even basic utility bills. They don't plan on those. So they've put all their cash to get the house. You know, number four, ignoring routine maintenance. Oh, I don't have to do it this year. It'll be fine. What's number four again? Ignoring routine maintenance. Oh, love that one. Oh, we're going to talk about that later. Yep. You know, so that's another big one because now they've been, you know, renting and the landlord always did the maintenance. They didn't think about it. They don't think to change the furnace filter. They don't think to have the furnace maintained. They don't think about cleaning out the gutters so that they're not clogged with leaves and that can cause problems. So again, it's just... They don't know what they don't know. And so it's a nice little friendly reminder when you're with your first-time homeowners to explain what they're going to be having to do. Um, Number five is making home improvements too soon. Live there a little bit. See how you're going to use the house. That's a good one. A lot of people rush to to, to start remodeling right away. Right. They won't even move in. They'll start remodeling. And then they're like, wait a minute. Yeah, just chill for a while. Why did I do this? How am I going to use my house? I know my house that I just bought... um, I hate my washer and dryer. It's electric. It's ventless. It takes forever, ever. And the contractor is really putting a lot of pressure on me. And I was like, you know, I just don't know that I want to redo this room. I might just get over it. I don't know. I But the pressure is on from him because he wants the $25,000 remodeling job. But I, I'm holding back because I know if I rush into it, I'm going to do it wrong. Um, number six, not winterizing your home. So a lot of people don't know just a, a, a tactful list of things they have to do to get their house ready for the winter. Um, so again, it's just a nice little checklist that we're able to provide. You know what? I want you to provide that list in a few months when we get to winter. 
All right. It's a good show for you. That's a good show. Yeah. About what to do. Okay. Um, number seven, assuming that you and your partner are on the same page about everything because, you know, again, couples can be like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And, oh, you know, my family did this when they got their house and my family did this when they got theirs. So again, it, it creates a lot of friction sometimes when they're not on the same page. So those are the seven biggest mistakes that first time homeowners. Can you recap the seven again? Sure. Number one is calling the wrong repair person for the wrong specialty. Number two, blindly hiring contractors. Number three, not budgeting for new expenses. Number four, ignoring routine maintenance. Number five, making home improvements too soon. Number six is not winterizing your home correctly. And number seven, assuming you and your partner are on the same page in regards to your home. This may be a silly question, but do you go over all this with your buyers and sellers? I mean, you're such an outstanding, experienced realtor. It's like, duh, of course, Randy. Um, I talk a lot about it. Um, I actually was out with um, some buyers last night, and they are going to be moving from a condo to a home. And it was heavily wooded, and we got attacked by mosquitoes. Um, it had a septic field. Um, everything was a, a very heavy slope. And I said, you know, we need to look about at this because, you know, are you going to be able to even pull in your driveway if we have an ice storm or a snowstorm? I did a few appraisals where they said they have two acres. One third of an acre they have to actually use. The other two acres, you go out the back, uh, t- 15 feet in the backyard, it's a big dive with a big hill down. And it might be a creek down there. It's so hazardous. It's, it's excess land. You may not want to buy that. Right. Well, and the house had 17 stairs to the front door, 17 stairs from the garage to the kitchen. And I said, you know, how are you going to get in your house? Yeah, I love with, that you go over everything with, with them. It's icy. And they were like, oh, wow, I never thought of this. And I said, think about all the bugs. You know, how do you, you, do you want a small yard? This is a bigger yard and it's full. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the weeds are bigger than you are. And I said, you know, that's something to really think about. So we do go over it. We talk about, you know, making sure that you have enough money to pay for your home inspection, enough money to take care of repairs. They may not observe all the different things. They may observe two or three things because it's new to them. But you being an expert realtor, you'll you'll point out 12 different things. Right. You never know. They may love weeds and mosquitoes. They might, but I'd rather point it out and have them go, no, we're good with that than going, oh my gosh, why didn't you tell me I was going to get attacked? Um, you know, the other thing is, is, you know, preparation is key and it's, we always want to do as much as we can to prepare our homeowners, whether they're first time homeowners, homeowners coming from a condo or a townhouse into a home, just to kind of let them know what to look for. They're all looking at the shiny new stainless steel appliances. Well, I want to look at, you know, some other things, you know, my job is to tell them the good, the bad and the ugly. So that way they can be prepared. I never want a client to wake up and go, why didn't my realtor tell me this? And you know what? If people get a hold of your checklist, they won't have to make the seven mistakes that all homeowners make. Correct. So how can they get a hold of you? Um, I can. <laughs> they can um, find me at KimAlden.com. Um, they can call me on my cell, which is 847-254-5757. And they can always find me on realestatereveal.com. Absolutely. Kim Alden, the premier realtor from... Uh, she's the principal at Compass. Just amazing, great advice. Um, and don't forget, everybody, this is your local show with your local hosts, and we're available all the time. You could get a hold of any one of us today. We may not come out and do your a, a, a job or appraisal or whatnot today, but we're available. We're, we're so busy for the last year and a half since business has been booming, and so don't be shy. Pick up the phone, call any one of us. And if you forgot the names and numbers, get out to the website, realestatereveal.com. R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. It's got all of our cell phones. It's got all the 
testimonies, biographies, just some really wonderful information. Thank you so much, Kim Alden. Hey, here's a good one for you. Following what she was talking about, what, what home inspectors are looking for during a furnace inspection? Well, in studio, we've got the premier home inspector. Yeah, Charlie Belfontaine. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Randy, and happy Sunday to everybody, and, and good morning, ladies, as well. Um, Kim, I love everything that you're just saying about those seven points. It's right on the ball. And just to add and, and kind of feed off of that, expectations is a huge word in our mind. And when those expectations of our clients are met, we know that we're going to get good reviews and good comments coming back and future and future referrals from those clients as well. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about furnaces. You mentioned before about changing the um, air filter. And people don't realize that that air filter is like the number one thing that we have to take care of. The fastest way to damage a furnace is to let that thing overheat or overcool. We have inside of there something called a heat exchanger. That's what separates the bad gases from the air that we breathe. And when we overheat it, we expand it. When we overcool it, we shrink it. And the more times that that heat exchanger moves, the better chance we're going to have to get a crack in the heat exchanger. Charlie, can I share something with you? Please. At least four times a year, probably five. And it happened last week. There was fuzz and stuff coming out of the furnace and i don't do a furnace inspection but i'm down there taking pictures and i said what was the last time you charged changed your air filter in your furnace and they said i don't know never i said how long you been here they go four years it was never changed in four years that's that's the house is ready to get on fire and burn down every year on our facebook page we always try to capture the winning air filter that's on there and, and, and you know so what far, save the that because we're coming up to a quick break oh my gosh this is great information from Charlie Belfontaine, I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. We'll be right back with more of top inspector himself, Charlie Belfontaine. Back to the show, sure to answer your questions about the real estate market. Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcelli. Ain't nobody leaving here. Good morning, America. Happy Labor Day weekend. You're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. And right before the break, we were talking with uh, the premier home inspector, um, yeah, Charlie Belfontaine, and he was talking about what home inspectors are looking for during a furnace inspection. And the first thing we talked about, like what Kim Alden had shared with us, that the furn- the air clean, the filters, I'm sorry, the filters in the furnace, and I shared that I, I did a house last week, and, and they haven't changed the furnace since they moved uh, the filter in the furnace since five years ago, uh, since they moved in. And that is just an absolute health and safety disaster. But then you were talking about how you also um, have the winning photography or photo? or We take a picture of every single filter. We pull them out in front of our clients. And if there's real estate agents that are listening to this, and this is your listing, if I can give you one piece of advice, please take the extra effort when you're putting a house on the market. Stay on top of that furnace. Get somebody in there to wipe it down. Change that filter if your clients aren't going to do it. When I go there in front of my client, I will pull that filter out. And when that thing is that one-inch cake of dirt on there, I can't tell you, you gotta wear a mask. the look. Oh. Well, it's not that. It's the look in my client's face. They see that somebody didn't maintain this furnace. And then they're starting to question, what else didn't they maintain? And now the buyer's remorse kicks in there, and I'm the bad guy because I'm the one who showed them the filter. But if, I didn't leave the, the filter like bad, that. Can you imagine what the duct work is like? Right. Oh, my gosh. And not only that, but the air conditioning coil. So every furnace is designed to produce a certain amount of heat. 
And as it produces heat, the blower fan is supposed to remove that heat and bring it throughout the house. So we're supposed to, we're supposed to maintain a certain temperature rise inside that furnace. And if that air filter is clogged up, we're slowing the air movement down, so we're not absorbing as much heat from it. That causes the furnace to overheat. When it gets too clo- too clogged, then the filter collapses, and now all that dirt's going to go past the oh, heat really? exchanger, okay. and right. it's going to get into the air conditioning coil. Oh. This is a huge problem because there's no easy access to the okay. air conditioning coil, and now we're talking about you know thousands of dollars to go ahead and dismantle or replace an air conditioning system, and a heating system. And these are $4,000 units, plus or minus. So we do need to take care of these things. I even give a checklist to my sellers for the pre-home inspection. Thank you. Make sure that you've changed your furnace filter. We talk about it at a listing presentation, and then they get a checklist of what the inspector is going to do. Make sure that there's a clear pathway to the electrical panel because you're going to take the cover off, change that furnace filter. So it's a variety of things. So they're prepared for you. I hope. Not always. i got to be honest with you. I, I appreciate true professionals such as yourself that tell the clients to do that. Um, it, a lot of clients just don't follow through with it, you know, and I wish they would. So as far as telling if the furnace is good or bad, you, you mentioned before about determining the age. We can look at the serial numbers, the model numbers. Um, we'll see a lot in that data plate. Um, but we really can't see the heat exchangers, so we can't tell if it's actually safe or unsafe. Or at least most home inspectors can't. Uh, What our company does is a little bit different. Uh, We use something called a combustion analyzer. So we have the ability to measure the flue gases as they're leaving the furnace, and we do this on every single home inspection on every furnace in there. So we could tell the amount of oxygen, carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. There's other NOx gases that that do this sort of stuff. We can determine exactly to the tenth of a percent what efficiency that furnace is operating at. And then... None of the heat exchangers nowadays are hermetically sealed, so they always allow some air movement. But we're able to determine if it's too much air movement, so the hole is too big. I don't know a lot of home inspectors that have the machinery and the testing devices that you have. You're amazing. There's even a lot of heating contractors that don't use this tool. They would rather pull the blower fan and get up underneath there with mirrors and look at it, um, which is the best way to do it. But that's going to add on another half hour to an hour to our time. And one of the weaknesses in our company is we're just on site for over three hours already, and we're trying to do something that we can give a definitive answer if that furnace is safe or unsafe, and that way people can move on. So even with older furnaces, you know, if something's 30, 40 years old, we can tell if that heat exchanger is intact. We could tell if it's safe, and we could be definitive on it, and then our warranties will cover it. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Pretty so, cool stuff. So um, so how long does it take for your total inspection of the furnace? Usually we're about 15, 15 to 30 minutes on each one. And, you know, so unless, unless somebody comes in there, we start having a little bit of a, a little bit of a conversation. Yeah, but you're dispute. so detailed. You're so detailed and professional. I absolutely love it. I how try could, to be. How, I, how, I have some problems sometimes when somebody comes in there and they start questioning the way we do things and telling me the way we should do it. Um, I could be, I don't know. That's what the right weird. Word. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But Charlie, uh, you're one of the premier guys. I mean, we we vetted you uh, for so many times here and at AM560. You are the premier guy in all of home inspections in the Midwest, and uh, you're just uh, amazing. And you've got such an amazing reputation, and you were the president of ASHI, and you're on different boards. And I want the audience to know how to get a hold of you. I am so proud to be on this Real Estate Revealed website. All right, So the best way to get hold of me is to go to that website, look at... 
the other co-host and the host of that show on there. And then our phone number, if you want to reach our business, is area code 312-544-9180. Charlie Belfontaine, and the website is realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. When we come back, I don't know if she's the troublemaker or the social chairman of this show over the years. Yeah, that's Teresa Mueller. She's coming up next. Listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Parcella. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. And it's not unusual for us to love being with our audience every single Sunday morning. Hey, did you see uh, the big comeback this guy? What was it two years ago? Uh, Tom Jones was the big star on The Voice, and just last weekend he had one of the biggest concerts ever in uh, Manchester. England is a big comeback. So anyhow, good morning, America. Happy Labor Day weekend. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you got a lot of good plans. Hope it's not raining where you are at. But uh, we are ready. Uh, put your seatbelts on. We've got Teresa Mueller. She's the broker owner of the Trellium Group. And uh, we're excited to hear what she has to say about International Real Estate Expo. Good morning, and thank you very much, Randy. I hope everyone's enjoying their holiday weekend. And um, I am talking about... Uh, you know, do you have international or real estate that would appeal to an international audience? Uh, and if yes, uh, I'm going to C5. So what? what's C5? What is that? Yeah. Uh, it's a real estate expo and conference that is new uh, for this. This is the first year they're hosting it. And the idea is it's held by National Association of Realtors, which they do have two other conferences. They have one in November uh, you know, which is the national one, plus they have one in the spring uh, that's over at D.C. for policymaking, et cetera. But this one has more of a focus of commercial real estate and international connections. And so why would I attend and why is this uh, of use to the audience? All right, so why would I attend? Well, I go for the food and cocktails. I mean, um, I go for <laughs> professional development and deal-making. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, did I? Well, that's um, part of deal making. <laughs> so, actually, before going to MIPM, I, I was when I thought I was going, I, I heard that I need to train prior to going to that, where I had to drink a gallon of wine per day. Speaking of drinking, so. <laughs> this probably has nothing to do with yours, but it's just dawned on me now. Every time I went on vacation, like this is like twenty years ago, they say, "Hey, you get a free dinner at this really fancy restaurant if you sit for this hour and a half presentation on so timeshares." Like, Timeshare. And they're feeding everybody drinks for an hour and a half. And then you sign another dotted line. They ring the bell. They start clapping. Oh, my God. Congratulations. They just bought it. And the next day you wake up from the coma. And you're like, yeah, don't what, invite what did I just that. do? <laughs> uh, so, what, right. you know, why do we go to these conferences? You know, first of all, of course, we go to look to see what are the new products. You know, what's going, what, what's out there for our clients, for us as businesses. Uh, there is sometimes policy discussion. In this particular one, that's not the focus, but certainly some topic that's going to come up in the commercial real estate world are 1031s and capital gain taxes because, you know, that's policy that's out there. Um, education, uh, we're going to look at trends. Sometimes they offer classes. Uh, always keeping yourself... Are you on stage and one of the speakers? You have to be. Uh, I usually am. You've got so I, much energy. Uh, this particular one, I'm not, but probably in San Diego, I will be a, a speaker right. again. Um, certainly discovering and seeing new real estate developments. So a lot of times when we go to these conferences, we go and see, you know, I think I talked about the last time in San Francisco, we went and saw a house, 
uh, that was $30 million. So if you're interested in uh, knowing what's in a $30 million house, give me a call. Um, and then international. What's the commission on those? Uh, a lot. Oh, you would know that. It's a lot. Kevin Alden is the expert at those. <laughs> so, and then international, uh, certainly we've been doing a lot of Zooming, but this is a great opportunity to network. And so this conference is supposed to approximate things like MIPM and Expo Rail that happen in Europe. So we wanted to have that here in America where we have the international connections. Uh, and in the networking that is affiliated, whether it's international or with other brokers, because commercial real estate is not just local, right? Like businesses could be operating there, but there are investors that are typically involved and they could come from within the U.S. or they can come from outside of the U.S. Uh, certainly there's like uh, concerts and and uh, motivational things and contests, all that kind of stuff happens to kind of get people all revved up. But really, like, why is this important? Why am I saying this to the audience? Well, you may have, if say you own a hotel or um, you have, uh, well, like, you know, one of my listings is a car wash. Sometimes some of these things are going to be appealing to people outside of your area. Uh, so like this car wash that I'm selling, for example, we, we talk to um, various nationals, right? Because they're, if they're coming in and saying, okay, we're looking to buy more car washes because we're going to do unlimited. So you just don't have it in the Illinois MLS. It's exposed around the country is what you're saying. So you're doing this with other brokers throughout the country and throughout the world. I mean, if you think about it, the amount of foreign investment that comes in, because sometimes it makes sense for a foreign investor to come in and say, hey, we're looking to put our money somewhere. How many times did we have on our show where somebody came from Taiwan or from a different country altogether and they bought sight unseen with your expert advice. And the other big thing right now is there's a lot of capital out there and people are doing 1031s like crazy because I was talking about that's a policy and that's where you're exchanging like-kind real estate. And if you sell it and you want to tax defer, uh, you will go and buy something else. And so uh, there's a lot of 1031 money right now. So we have these networks among brokers to say, hey, do you have something in this? Because it's very time sensitive. You have to do it within six months. Otherwise, you kind of lose that opportunity to not pay taxes. So um, have any of you been to a conference before that, you know, like I missed something like, hey, this is something we should be doing at a conference? No, for me, and I'd like to attend conferences in our area, but you mentioned in the beginning about drinking the wine and everything else. Oh, I did? Can we take that off the record? No, because that's actually the best part. You're meeting other people that care about their profession, and you're going to feed some of your knowledge and your expertise to them, mm-hmm. but that makes you a better person because you're absorbing it from them. And life is a competition. That's how I see it. And with everybody, and I'm sure it's the same in the real estate profession, you're competing with other agents. You have to be better than them. Well, there's competing, and then there's coopetition, right? Like. You you could be competing with each other, but at the same time, this is how our profession is set up, right? That we are cooperating with other brokers so that we can get deals done. It's in the best interest of our clients to cooperate with other brokers. Hey, Teresa, I I don't want to rush you at all, but we're coming up to a quick break, and I know you have a couple more minutes to say this is exciting information, and uh, wow. Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Enjoy it every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m., I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host, and thank you all so much for making this your Sunday habit. We come back more of Teresa Mueller. Now, back to Real Estate Revealed with your host, Randy Barcella.
Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. Hope you're enjoying uh, your weekend. Hope the weather's cooperating at your part of the world. And um, I just want to thank everybody again. Thank you so much for making this your Sunday habit. Uh, where This is one of the longest weekend um, real estate shows in the Midwest, and it's because of you, the audience. And that's how the show was founded, really. We're, we're, we bring you valuable content and information each week to make your life stress-free going through this market. Nobody on, on our show has ever sold you anything or pitched anything. We, we tell stories. We give you examples. It's just a beautiful thing. And, and I, I can't, I've never had a show with the amount of talent and intelligence and that I have on this show. Now you have to get out to the website and read about everybody. Um, realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. And of course, today's show, we had Vincent Arricchio, one of the premier attorneys, Kim Alden. She's one of the great, she's a legacy here in Northern Illinois. Um, Charlie Belfontaine has been around for so many years and has got a, what an incredible record. And uh, there's no tying this girl down, Teresa Mueller. She's running around the world, running around stage, having fun. And uh, just exciting news you're giving everybody today about C5. What is C5? Thank you very much, Randy. So um, what we were talking about before the break is what C5 is and what it offers. And it's uh, you, the U.S.'s first attempt at making an international commercial real estate conference nice. to bring brokers together, to put deals together, whether it be within your state, within the nation, or internationally. And so I was bringing this forth because you might say, well, what do I care about a broker going to a conference? Well, if you have a stale property that's not selling, for example, right now, whether it's retail or office space, that's right. um, hotel, whatever, if something is stale and you're not finding it locally, contact me and, I, you know, and it's Teresa, something that I could bring to the conference. I would say 99% of all the radio shows in Chicagoland area, they talk about residential. I have the only show where we have a good expert, all facets of commercial industrial real estate. You And we have Brad Hedick, who is a commercial president lender. So, yeah, how can somebody get a hold of you? They can contact me anytime, uh, whether it's through Real Estate Revealed webpage, uh, trellium.com, uh, I, I was always, I always tease you start typing the letter T and I'll find, you'll find me somewhere on LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook. Uh, but you can, uh, call me 630-715-9999 and I'm happy to help however I can. And even if I don't know the answer, there's a good chance I know someone Teresa that Teresa knows everybody. Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Teresa Mueller. Wow. Where did this hour go? If you missed any part of today's show, don't forget tomorrow, Monday. Well, maybe not tomorrow, Monday, because, uh. It's a holiday here at the radio station. But Tuesday on, the podcast of this show, you can listen to 24-7. And I've got two years of free shows on that website, realestaterevealed.com. I also have videos right now today, Sunday morning, on Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. And you know what? There's a lot of other co-hosts on the show. I need to mention they're not here, but they'll be here next week. Pat Canone, mortgage loan consultant from the Loan Depot. Sandra Wright, realtor from Chicago Properties. Brad Hedick, owner of Commercial Lending X, and he's also the president. Paula Avenham, realtor from At Properties in Highland Park. Mark McKenna, realtor from Baird & Warner. Lena Mataria, realtor from Keller Williams Preferred in Orland Park. Uh, and, of course, uh, Joshua Buckhalter, the premier uh, producer here at the radio station. Um, you know what? I always like to show, finish the show with inspirational quotes, and today is no different. You know what? Life happens to all of us. It's how we react to everything that is the difference between where we are now and where we deserve to be. We can't direct the wind, but we can adjust our sails. You don't always have control over what happens to you, but you do have control over what you do with that experience. And you know what, everybody? 
when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind and not with it. And you know, since it's a holiday weekend, I try to say this one on holiday weekends, the greatest distance between two people is misunderstanding. Maybe you didn't talk to your mom or dad over the last five years, 10 years, your son, your daughter, best friend. Hey, pick up the phone this, this Labor Day weekend. Um, what are they going to say? Yes, glad you called, break the ice, or no. But, you know, I, I love it. Communication's key. Um, wow. Be well, everybody. Make it a great week. And we'll see you again here next Sunday morning here at the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. Be good to yourself. Be good to others. And tell someone each day that you love them.